Welcome to Father Rosado podcast, the podcast about everything Catholic. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Father Rosado podcast. I want to let you all know that you can now access this podcast by simply going to fatherrosado.com. That's F-A-T-H-E-R-R-O-S-A-D-O.com, and the link is going to be in the description of this show. Today is the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ, and I'm going to read today's gospel for you. Jesus, it's from Luke chapter 9, verses 11 to 17. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, Give them some food yourselves. They replied, Five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men, they are numbered about five thousand. Then he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty. They did so, and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish, and then looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled twelve wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. Now, these few verses of scripture are so rich that you can write a 10-page paper about them. And I know because in seminary I was assigned to write a 10-page paper on this exact gospel. And when we study scripture, it's important to look at the words. The words are very important. First, let's look at the setting. Where are they? They are in a deserted place. That means that these people followed Jesus into a place where there was no stores, no buildings, no houses, as the scripture says, a deserted place. And then there's a problem. What is the problem? Well, if you have 5,000 men, as the scripture says, there was a lot more than 5,000 people there because there was also women and children. So what happens? They're all hungry, and there's not enough food. How much they have? Five loaves. And two fish are all we have. So, Jesus miraculously turns this small amount of food into enough food for everybody to eat and for there to be leftovers. Now, it's important to realize that some people have made mistakes with this gospel passage. You'll hear some people say, even some priests say, that this is a miracle of sharing and the real miracle here is sharing. But that is incorrect. This is God. And there's nothing impossible for God. And the scripture is very clear. They replied, five loaves and two fish are all we have. And after he sits them down in groups of 50, he gives them enough to eat. 
and they pick up 12 wicker baskets filled. So it's a, a literal miracle. Jesus turns a small amount of food into so much food that it could feed over 5,000 people. And what does this mean for you and for me today? Jesus also provides for us in abundance. Not just what we need, but he gives us in abundance. Oh my goodness, just think about it. He gave us the gift of life. The fact that you and I are here today. What a beautiful gift. Well, what else do we see in this scripture passage here? Notice that the first thing the 12 apostles tell Jesus to do is to dismiss the crowd. But Jesus wants to be with the people. He doesn't dismiss them. He just takes care of them. So spiritually, Jesus still feeds us today. Some people don't understand, even some Catholics don't understand. The bread and wine literally become the body and blood of Christ. I had somebody ask me, Father, but do you really believe that? Do you really believe that that bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ? And I said, of course, I am willing to die for him. It is God. That is why we must take special attention, special care at Mass. For there's a rule that says, Lex credendi, lex orandi. Lex orandi, lex credendi. That means the law of prayer is the law of belief. So yes, of course, it's Jesus. That's why the general instruction of the Roman Missal, number 160, says that we make a reverence. We reverence. We make a bow, a head, a head bow before receiving Jesus. Because it is God who we are about to receive. And of course, there's three ways to receive Jesus, we can receive him in, in our hands, on our tongue, or kneeling and on our tongue in the Archdiocese of New York. And the way we receive is up to the communicant, not the priest or the person distributing communion. It is up to the person who receives Jesus to decide how to receive them. Receiving the hand is like making a throne for Jesus. One hand over the other and it's like making a throne for Jesus. Receiving on the tongue is reminds us of the pelican, the, the imagery of the pelican as Christ. The pelican, when it doesn't have any food to give to the baby pelican, gives of its own flesh. In a similar way, Jesus gives us himself. So that's the symbolism behind receiving on the tongue. Receiving kneeling in on the tongue is the same exact symbolism as the pelican. But kneeling because it is God, our King, our Savior, whom we are receiving. Now, the way we receive doesn't show how faithful we are. Anybody could go through the motions. We do not know what's in their heart. Some people could receive in the hand. And they have more devotion than those who receive kneeling and on the tongue or on the tongue. And the same could be true for any of the three ways. We do not know of receiving communion, any of the three ways of receiving communion, we don't know what's in the interior heart of the person by simply seeing what's going on exteriorly. But it is God whom we receive. Nothing is impossible for God. And God, at the holy sacrifice of the Mass, makes sure that He stays with us by giving Himself to us under the appearances of bread and wine. This is called transubstantiation, the properties of bread and wine remain, but it no longer is what it appears to be. 
Now, some people say, well, why did Jesus do that? Well, if you were to cut off a piece of human flesh and eat it, it would be pretty disgusting, right? And if you were to drink some human blood, that would be pretty disgusting as well too, right? Well, when we receive Jesus, we receive him under the appearances of bread and wine, meaning even though it is God, it tastes like bread. It tastes like wine because that is much easier for us to digest. And God is God and he knows this. So, of course, it's a mystery. But it is true. Jesus miraculously comes to every single mass, turns that bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. Now, some people say, well, how this is possible, Father, because it's you who said the words. Well, at mass, when the priest says the words of consecration, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body. Take this all of you and drink from it, for this is my blood. It is actually Jesus through the priest who is saying the words. And in that moment, the priest we act what's called in persona Christi Capitas, in the person of Christ, the head. And it is really, it is God who does the miracle through us. Now, at the end of Mass, here in my parish, I speak in Latin to the altar servers. And I tell them, prosit. And they say, pro omnibus et singulis. Literally in English, maybe for your benefit, is what I say. And the kids respond, for each and for all. And what are we talking about there? May the graces we just received at Mass be for your benefit. And the kids are responding, may be for everybody's benefit. You see, as we go at the end of Mass, we're supposed to radiate the love of Christ to the world. And somebody who's very good at this is Mother Teresa. There's a great story I read about her today. She takes this woman who was filled with sores and it was pretty disgusting to look at with human eyes. And you know what she does? She cleans this woman up and takes care of her, even though the woman was insulting her. And the woman says, well, Mother Teresa, who taught you? And Mother Teresa says, my God taught me. And she said, who is your God? The, the sick lady said, who is your God? And Mother Teresa lovingly gives her a kiss on the forehead and says, you know, my God, my God is love. And another story from St. Teresa of Calcutta, known as Mother Teresa, when she mentions what it is that she is doing, she says that the Eucharist, Jesus in the Eucharist and receiving Jesus is her strength to do her work. And when Mother Teresa was ill, the doctor that was taking care of her in one instance was not Catholic. And he would tell people, bring the box, bring the box. The box calms her down. And the people would say, well, box, what are you talking about? You know what box he was talking about? The tabernacle. They had brought a, a movable tabernacle into Mother Teresa's room. And when she was in the presence of Jesus, she calmed down. And all was well. God loves us tremendously. God loves us so much that he bothers to come to every single Mass for me and for you because he loves us. He bothers to come at every single Mass to unite himself with us so we can have a foretaste of heaven so that we can unite with the divine. As we receive Jesus, he also receives us. But we must be properly disposed to receive him. We have to have made our first communion.
and we must be in a state of grace in order to receive Jesus. In fact, Scripture tells us that if we don't receive Jesus in a state of grace, instead of receiving a blessing, we receive a condemnation unto ourselves. That's why it's good to go to the Holy Sacrament of Confession. Being in a state of grace means that we are free of mortal sin. Mortal sin separates us from God. And it is possible for those who die in mortal sin to go to hell. It's not popular to preach that today, but it is true. But the opposite is also true. God wants us to be in heaven more than even we want to be in heaven. And heaven is beautiful. There's going to be no more sadness, pure joy. The things of heaven are so beautiful that Scripture says our minds can't even fathom. We can't even think of what beauty awaits us in heaven. And as, I've, as I said before, receiving Jesus at Mass is a foretaste of heaven because we have physical union and spiritual union with God at the same time. So imagine the beautiful things of heaven. So never be afraid to go to confession because it is Jesus himself whom we go to confession to in the confessional. For at that moment in the confessional, the priest, we say, I absolve you. We don't say Jesus absolves you. We say, I absolve you. Because it is God who takes away the sins. And there, in the confession of the priest, we also act in persona Christi Capitas, in the person of Christ ahead, because it is God who does the work. And by the way, the words are, I absolve you, not Jesus forgives you. So the priest has to say, I absolve you for the confession to be valid. It could be in any language, but it has to be those words, I absolve you. Oh my goodness. Jesus loves you. Yes, you who are listening to this right now, he loves you so much that he comes every single Sunday at Mass to be united with you. So make sure that you make your first communion if you haven't done so already. Make sure you get yourself to confession and make sure that you come to Mass every Sunday and Holy Day of Obligation so that you can receive Jesus who loves you so much that he bothers to come to see you, that he bothers to come to unite himself with you. God bless you. Thank you for listening.